Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, where we share the Sermon of the Week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. I want to talk to you uh, about this new year, and as I thought about it many, many weeks ago, I want to talk about being a happy renew year. You don't need, listen to me, you don't need more resolutions. What you need is a new mind. If you had a new mind, you wouldn't need new resolutions, right? Right, so, so this is what this is about here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you something that I have in my own life, and those close around me uh, know that as well, but I want to talk to you about uh, the ability that the enemy has to, to, to just put a bead right between your ears and give you a headshot. And because if he can get between your ears, he can change your life. That's where it all begins. If he can get, plant that idea, I mean, it goes all the way back to the garden, remember? It was just a thought that he planted in the mind of, in the mind of Eve. And so this idea that all he has to do is just plant a thought in your mind can be pretty destructive. And what happens is it comes and destroys, listen to me, your hope. It destroys your hope. Discouragement begins not in your circumstance, but in your mind. Because you can be in a horrible circumstance, but if your mind is right, okay. I have the right perspective on what's happening. Like with water main break, water breakage in buildings, you know? You can just get a really bad attitude about that, but it happens, where does, where does your bad attitude start? Start between your ears. Hello? So, discouragement will rob you of your hope. And will eventually lead you to giving up. You don't give up because of your circumstance. You give up because of what you believe about your circumstance. So the opposite of having courage, be strong and take courage, is to be discouraged. Means to deprive of confidence and hope. To dissuade or detour someone from doing something. And here it is. To try and prevent expressing, raising uh, uh, objections. So they will present and raise objections to why you can't have uh, a good attitude about what's going on in your life. And I have a, you know, you're really not supposed to use bad examples when you preach, but Peter often sets himself up as a pretty bad example uh, on, on how not to do some things. And so I was, as I was thinking, as I was studying, I wanted to present to you this idea of having the right thoughts in your mind makes a big difference. So much so that if you don't, you're in setting yourself up for a pretty big rebuke from the Lord. In Matthew chapter 16, we see what Jesus said to Peter when his mind wasn't right. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the hands of the elders, chief priests, teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day he'll rise to life. The, Peter took him and said, hey, Jesus, come over here. I've got to talk to you. Peter took him aside, began to rebuke the Lord and said, never, Lord, he said, this shall not happen to you. Watch this, verse 23. Jesus turned to Peter and said, what? Get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. And why is that? Because of what came out of his mouth? No, because what came out of his mouth first was deposited in his mind. You have not had the right mind. You don't have the right mind on this whole thing. Your thinking is stinking. You've got thinking, stinking. Stinking, thinking. This is what he was rebuked for. Because what comes out, out of a man's Heart, what he was, it was already moving in his mind, and then he just enunciated it. 
We say, watch your speech, watch your speech, watch your speech. Well, that might be putting a Band-Aid on something if you've got a terrible way of thinking about life and other people and your circumstances. Because you can say, you can, if you're saying the right things, you're only, you're only masquerading, you're only cosmetically covering what's going on in your head. And I'm, I'm going to present to you today a, a way to change your life if you could just begin to change some of the things that you do in your mind. Satan's target is your mind. His target is your mind and his weapon, his weapon, we don't battle against flesh and blood, right? His weapon is a lie that he's going to come and tell you He's going he's gonna to disagree with the word of God about your life. And then what's going to happen? You're going to have a choice to either think on what he has deposited in your mind or think on what the Lord would like to deposit in your mind. This is why we're saying happy renew year. Happy renew year. From Romans 12.1, if you don't realize it already, this is our text. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly pleasing to God at your spiritual act of worship, and do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed. Metamorpho is the Greek word. So in other words, become a butterfly. Stop being a caterpillar. Stop being a grub wiggling along the surface of the earth. The Lord says, come up here, have my thoughts, start thinking like I'm thinking, transform, that's the Greek word, transform by the renewing or the renovation, right? This old house going in, tearing out the walls, tearing out the HVAC, going downstairs, taking out all the stuff, putting new systems in. What is that? That's the renovation. That's the renewing of your mind, which means what? It's going to be work. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be dusty. You're going to get worn out and you're going to get some spiritual calluses doing it. Is anybody catching what I'm throwing? By the renewing of your gnosis, by the renewing of your thoughts, not this five pounds of matter between your ears but the actual who you are your 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 gnosis your thoughts be transformed by the renovation of your mind then it says you'll be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will a negative mind will never produce a positive life write it down if you have negative thoughts all the time it'll never you'll never have the positive life that you want to have a mindset on things above, in other words, the word of God, well, you'll always find a way to get it done. If your mind is set on Christ, you will find a way to get it done. But if your mind is set on, oh, the economics of your circumstance, your family, your, your, your job, if your mind is set on that and that's what you're thinking about all the time, you may not ever find a solution to your situation. But if you put your mind on Christ then you're going to have, you're going to find us. How do I know that? It's because God is omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's, um, he's uh, what else is he? Omnipotent. Omnipresent and he's immutable. He doesn't change. He's all powerful. He's got all the information. So if that's your partner, if God is your partner, make your plans big. If God is your partner, make your plans big. Well, uh, and you start thinking, you start, you start, resting your life on the lies that rest between your ears rather than the truth of God. I'm preaching myself happy because this is my life. A negative, discouraged mind will make a, will make a list of 100 reasons why you can't get it done. If you approach something with a negative mindset, it's just not gonna get done. King Solomon lived 
10 centuries before Jesus, in, in uh, 10 BC, uh, 10th century BC, he says, as a man, what? Thinketh in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23, 7. Changing what you think is not easy. If we only do what is easy, we'll always remain weak. And if you think the price is too high for what I'm about to present to you, then you've never had to pay the bill of regret. When you pay the bill of regret in your life, you'll say, man, I wish I would have had a little more discipline because the bill of regret is much higher than the price of discipline. Disciplining your mind, having a disciplined mind, thinking on good things. Think about this. Do you realize you can only think on one thing at a time? clinically proven. I'll just present you an idea. You're a, you're a Formula One. You're a NASCAR racer. Think about winning that race. Think about when you're coming around the corner. You're coming around the corner and, 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 and there's a checkered flag and you win the race. We can all have that mental image in our mind of winning the race, right? Now think of losing the race. Somebody in front of you, they get the checkered flag. You cannot think about both of those things at the same moment. You're going to pick the losing race, or you're going to pick the winning race. And what you choose to put your mind on will direct your life. You must begin to take all those negative things and jettison them. Put them in some sort of space pod and throw them out into the darkness. You can't, you can't think on both of them. That's why Satan comes and presents an idea to you. Right? Just a, just a thought. Just think, now just, let me, let, me, let me just also tell you this. Just because you think something doesn't mean that you are that thing, right? So there's actions associated with it. So I can look at false doctrines, I can study false doctrines, I can look at other things, but if that's the majority of the stuff that I drink, that's what I'll end up being. That's what I'll be, right? So just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's your thought. So you have to decide, is this a good thought or is this not a good thought? Should I focus on this? Should I dwell on this? Am I winning the race with this thought or am I losing the race with this thought? If I take the trajectory of that thought and work it out to its end, am I winning or am I losing? This is why you capture the thought, you present it to Jesus, and then you reject it if it's not his, and you make it obey the Lord. So I have a thought, I should kill myself. Is that a good thought? I don't know. Is that a winning the race a thought or a losing the race thought? If you don't know, then what you do with any thought, this is just obviously hyperbole and an exaggeration. You take a thought, you say, that's the thought I just had. That may not be my thought, right? But I, I, if it's an enemy's thought, I don't want that thought. And if you're unsure of whatever, I should buy this house. I should go to that, go to that country. I should do that. Whatever I, it's okay. Take the thought and present it to the Lord, Present that thought to the Lord. Lord, I've been thinking about this. How do you do that? In prayer. I've been thinking about this, Lord. Is this a good thought? Is this a thought that, that you would want me to, to hang on to? No. Well, then what you do is you just beat the snot out of that. You reject it. And, and I'll tell you, it, it, the, the mental imagery that I have is like you put a, a choker chain, like a dog gets a choker chain, not a collar. I mean the one that's got the little po pointy things on the inside of it. You put that around its neck and you just, eh, 
listen, devil, you're under my feet. This thought is no longer allowable in my home. In this, this type of behavior from you, is, and you kick the devil in the teeth often enough, you know what? He doesn't come around as often. I'll try that again. If you, if, you do, if you practice what I'm talking about and you take these thoughts, man, that is a stinking thought. That's ridiculous. I'm not, and you just, dude, no mercy. You cannot have mercy. You cannot have mercy for the devil. You cannot have mercy for what he brings to you. You must obliterate that thought. Get rid of it. How? Take it captive. Well, I'll just give you the verse. It's in 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We demolish, we cast down, we destroy. That's what the word means. We demolish, cast down, destroy arguments and everything that presents itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take what? Captive every thought and make it obedient. Well, you know, that's really not a good thought. And you, you play with fire, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to get burned. Oh, you like how some of those things feel and it's, it, it soothes you and, and maybe it's a familiar spirit and, and you used to get thrills and, and, and it was related to somebody or something or somewhere. And so you don't want to kill it, you just want to bring it out and pet it occasionally. Well, your life reflects that attitude. That's why you're in the mess that you're in. Kill it. Take it captive and destroy, make it captive. Take it to God, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. What you think is a choice. It's a choice to renew your mind. Submit your thoughts to Jesus. A negative, a negative mind will never produce a positive life. What you feed your mind will lead your life. I'm convinced that doubts kill more dreams than failure ever will. Philippians tells us whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, admirable, these things, excellent, praiseworthy, think, look, think about those things. Think about those things. My boss, he's such a, my job, my wife, my kids, my, the money, the stock market, the president. Let me tell you this also, you're no fun to be around. <laughs> Renewing your mind. We talked about renovation. That's what it means, to renovate. But, but um, I've refurnished uh, furniture over the years. Anybody ever refurnished, refurbished furniture? What's the first thing you have to do? Strip it. Get all the old junk off. Paint and whatever, and it can be somewhat corrosive. It could be a little dangerous. It could be a little messy. See, if you're not willing, listen, if you're not willing to pay that price, you're going to have the old nasty old furniture in the living room of your life for the rest of your life. You got to strip the old and apply the new. So what is the old that has to be stripped in light of the metaphor that we're talking about? I'm talking about stripping out lies from your mind and substituting truth in its place. And the reason we find that difficult to do is because it's embarrassing. Why? Listen, you embrace the process of allowing God to bring to the surface the lies that you, and this is nice, it's colloquialism, you mistakenly accepted. What does that mean? You're wrong. You were wrong. You have stinking thinking. Your thought about that situation has been wrong. It's just wrong. And so you have to strip that out. And so a lot of people don't want to address these issues because in it is baked 
in the idea that you're wrong on how you're thinking about something. And we don't like to be told that we're wrong. You come to me. Please don't do this. But you come to me. <laughs> you say, Pastor, here's what's going on in my life. And I say, well, you've got terrible thinking here. This is a, oh. <laughs> Until the pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of change, you'll, you'll, you'll continue to eat the slop in the pig pen. How are we doing January 1? We're doing okay so far? We're off to good stars? We're doing all right? This is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. It's how it's going to be if you want to make a difference in your own life, in the life of your family and your friends and in the world. Or you can just be a mindless lemming that just believes everything the government tells you and everything every pastor on the radio tells you and every other preacher tells you. You got to figure it out for yourself. What does the word of God say about your life and your circumstance? Not that it was Governor Pritzker or President Biden or somebody else. What, is, what does the word of God say about you? And is that what you're believing or not? Well, I don't know. Life's successes, successful lives only happen with people who have a renewed mind. Uh, gosh, you know, we just don't go very far without these things, right? Our cell phone. And uh, January 1st is a, is a brutal, stark reminder. It happens multiple times throughout the year. But if you, are you, if you are like an app junkie, you know, you got lots of apps. I have lots of apps, but they're highly organized on my phone. I know where they're all at. <laughs> I, I just have, I have all these apps and they do, do great things for me and they help me a lot. And, uh, but some of them are with a fee. Some annual subscriptions. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you look at your Apple, your credit card, you go, it goes ding, 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 four ninety nine, dollars $4.99, $4.99, $6.99, $2.99. What the French toast is that? What did I do there? I don't remember, I don't remember signing up for that. Eh? Yeah? I don't remember, but it's on what? Auto renew. Guess what? This life of Christ is not auto renew. You must renew your mind every day. And if you don't, you're going to find yourself not being as productive in the kingdom of God as you really desire to be and as God has called you to be. But you're just being a slug. You're just being a caterpillar on the ground. You've never transformed your mind. You still think like the world. You still think like the world. That's when Jesus told uh, Lazarus, come forth. He came forth brand new, born again, right? That's the metaphor. He came out of the grave, but it still said, unwrap him, loose him, take the binds, take those things that bind him off of him. Can you imagine Lazarus coming out, no one unbinding him? These are the things that you have. This is the work of Christianity that you got to think about and change the way that you think. Negative attitudes come from believing Satan's lie. You've got to renew your own mind every day. And if you don't, you end up just slowly, slowly. It doesn't happen all at once, does it? Slowly, slowly, until you've got a really bad attitude and you're no fun to be around. Oh, you may still come to church and fake it, but you've got a really bad life between your ears. And as a result, there's all kinds of stuff going on in your life that isn't godly. You cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. Tweet it. Write it down. Get a tattoo. Happy, re happy Renew Year. Happy Renew Year. Well, I got a life coach. Let me tell you something. If your life coach isn't the word of God, you're going to fail. I don't care how good they are. It's just a person. It's so much easier to put my faith in somebody I pay $95 an hour to because I control them. 
And if they don't like what I say, I'm going to stop paying them. Are you listening to me? Yes. Let Jesus be your life coach. How about that? That'd be fun. A couple verses, write these down. Colossians 3.10 and Ephesians 4.22. Here we go. 3.10. Have put on, uh, put on the new self, which is being renewed, same word, in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Ephesians 4.22. You were taught with regard to the former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, but to be made new in the attitude of your, your gnosis. How are you going to be made new? Change what you think. Change how you think about life. What's really important? Staying up till midnight? No, you want to spend time with your family. You want to get into the word of God. You want to make a difference. You want to change the world. And you are a world changer. And if you're not, if you're not trying to change the world in some, on some level, well, I'm just at this. Be the best at that. I told my wife, if I, if I was a cab driver, I'd be the best cab driver Springfield, Illinois ever saw. I'd be hopping out, I'd be opening the door, I'd be the best smelling cab in town. I'd get you there extra fast, trust me. But I'd do that for the glory of God and I'd change people's lives one at a time by just serving them and ministering to them and loving on them. Whatever it is that you do, you do it for the glory of God. That's how you're a world changer. But you're not that, oh, I'm just a cab driver. What do you do? I'm just a cab driver. Sit around, got potato chip crumbs on my chest all day long. <laughs> Sitting at the airport, waiting for the one person to give me a, a way. That's all I do. Well, that's how you think. That's what you're going to get. As a man thinketh, so is he. I'm a world-changing cab driver. Who knows who I'm going to pick up today? You know? Get it in your heart. Satan wants to take a headshot on you. There's no doubt about it. And his target, what he uses is lies. He uses lies. That's his ammunition, his thoughts. You're alone. You're alone. No one cares. You're alone. You're all by yourself. You had Christmas by yourself. It was New Year's by yourself. You're all alone. No one loves you. Well, Isaiah says, do not fear for I am with you. So you're not alone. If you think you're alone, you're believing a lie. You took a headshot and you believed it. and You dwelt on it. The Bible says, I am with you always. I'll never leave or forsake you. The enemy, boom, headshot. You're weak. You're weak. You can never, uh-uh. Nehemiah 8.10, the Lord is my strength. Exodus 15.2, the Lord is my strength in my song. He is my God and I will praise him. He is my strength. And in my, when I am weak, I am actually becoming strong with him in me. You're not weak. Well, I'm so weak. I'm just so weak. I, get, I fall every time and I'm just, you know, I guess I'm just, it's so much easier for me just to believe that I'm weak because then I have an excuse why I remain in my sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't say amen, say ouch, right? Right, so, so if, if the toes are getting stepped on because they're sticking out. It's easier to make an excuse. See, I, I guess I am weak. We're all weak. We're all weak. No, that's not what the Bible says. You're strong. Well, you're a failure. First Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be to God. He gives me the victory. I have victory. I'm walking and talking with my mind stayed on Jesus. I got victory all the time. Listen, I'm telling you what I live. I'm trying to help you. Grab something. Grab the lifeline. Grab the, ask my wife. This is how I live. 
When I see a pile of horse manure, I go, where's the horse? This is how you got to go through life. Or the devil eat your lunch every day. You're a failure. No one wants to help you. Oh, Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the hill. Where did my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. I don't need anyone's help but the Lord's help. Yeah, it'd be nice if some people came along and lend a helping hand. That's great. But you cannot use the excuse that you don't have help to do whatever it is that God's called you to do. The Lord is your helper. There is no one that's peeled off of your life. There's no one that's walked away from you that has any control over the destiny God has given you. Somebody needs to hear that today. Well, they left me and I guess, anybody that's peeled off of your life has no more control over your destiny. You walk your walk. Oh, my sins are too big, Psalm 86.5. If you're wondering, all of these that I've written down, I put them on, they're, they're on the Destiny Facebook page this morning. There's this list. Yours, because I figured some of you would come and say, what was that list? I don't want to write that down. I want to write that down. They're there, printed out. Oh, my sins too, Psalm 86.5. You are a forgiving God, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call upon you. Well, I'll never be free from that sin. Romans says that you can. Now that you have been set free, Set free from the law of sin and death. Number seven, I'm never going to get healed. Jeremiah 30, 17, but I will restore your health and I will heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Jeremiah 30, 17. I'm sick. I'm always going to be sick. I guess I'm going to die of this. Yeah, you might. You might. So let's take a little Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego pill. Even if he doesn't, he's still God. But what am I going to believe for? I'm going to believe for healing till the moment you take your last breath. Right? So you call me. let's, Let's reverse the roles. Let's say I'm dying. I'm on my deathbed and I'm in the hospital and I say, would you come pray for me? Come pray for me. Well, dear Lord, just give him grace to pass on to eternity today. Just give him mercy. Let him just ride into the gates of heaven this morning, Lord. If you're close enough, and I got the strength, I'll give you a knuckle sandwich. Right like that. Pop. No, because as long as I'm breathing, I want to believe for healing. I want to believe for healing because that's the word. And even if he doesn't, therefore, okay then. Then I'll do like David. I'll wash my face. I'll get up. We prayed. We did everything we knew to do. But it didn't work. I don't know why. God's, way, God's ways are greater than ours. Is this making sense to anybody today? You're ugly. Mm-mm. Song of Solomon, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Uh, you're never going to be happy again. Oh. Psalm 30, 11, you turned my mourning, my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and you replaced it with joy. Are the things in my life I could be really sad about and cry? Yeah, if I sat here, if I stood here long enough, I could cry right now. But I'm not a crier. Are tears good? Yeah, I think tears wash your heart. I think there's, there's poison in tears and, and it flushes you out. And, and there are times that I get really sad and I can cry. But I'm not a crier. I'm not wailing in, in sadness. No. Okay, do I have sadness? Yes. But the Lord said, I'm going to take that sadness from me. I'm going to give you oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness. Modern day equivalent of the spirit of heaviness could even be depression. Walking around depressed. Why are you depressed? It's what's going on up here. The stuff you're listening to, the stuff you're reading, the stuff you're watching. 
I don't have time for all that. Happy New Year. <laughs> There's no hope. I got, I got a whole list of them. No one cares about you. There's no hope. You're worthless. You're unlovable. Those are all lies. Say it out loud. Devil's a liar. Say it again. The devil is a liar. And when he speaks, he speaks his native tongue. John 8, When he, the devil, speaks, he lies. Lying is his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. If you've never seen it, there it is. When that, when that gets dropped between your ears, liar, liar, pants on fire. You, you throttle that thought, you, you grab it like that, you just chop it right on its windpipe. <laughs> Listen, I, I may not be strong, but in a, in a tussle, I'll give you the best 15 seconds you ever had in your life. <laughs> they call that old man strength. Don't fight fair, soft tissue. Like that. And that's me and the devil. I, I, I got no time for that. I have no time for that in my life. And you shouldn't either. It just eats up your lunch every day. You'll come and eat your lunch if you set it out. You don't need resolutions. You need a renewed mind. Discouragement begins not in your circumstance, but in your mind. Flood your mind with the word. I've hidden the word of God in, in my heart. Why? So that I don't sin against you. So start this week. Normally you watch Wheel of Fortune at 630 how about you come online with us and you do evening devotions with us? Take 10 minutes out of your TV schedule this week. Come do devotions. You know who doesn't want you to do that? The enemy of your life, the enemy of your soul. He's gonna give you every reason and then every excuse not to do that because now you're gonna, you're gonna start kicking against the goad. It's a life-saving skill, trust me. And if you wanna give up, go ahead. Give up the self-defeating thoughts like I can't, I'm not, I failed, I tried, I'm alone, it's impossible. Give those up and start with a new year. It says, I am enough. I get better every single day. I'm an amazing person. All of my problems have solutions. Today I'm a leader. I forgive myself for my mistakes. My challenges help me grow. I choose my own attitude. I'm choosing to have an amazing day. That's easy. Mine, about 30 years ago, maybe a little short of that, maybe 25 years ago, I actually had my little, my, mine put on, you know, on, on acrylic. What did you want to take a picture of that? Put that back up there for them. They want to take a picture of that, please. There you go. I know it takes me a minute. Oh, look at all the cameras. Team and Natalie. Team and Natalie. All right, I'll wait. Because you can't think on two things at the same time, so I'll wait here. All right, y'all got it? Good. All right. We'll post that online too. But I have mine, I have mine etched in acrylic in my office. So that whenever I begin to have stinking thinking, I go, okay, who am I? With God as my partner, I will make my plans big. Today is a critical day of decision. Because time flies, I will be its pilot. And I will not complain about those things that I've permitted in my own life. I will open my eyes to every opportunity around me, knowing that excellence is never an accident. I will renounce the heavy demand for mediocrity, and I will study while others sleep. I will work while others loaf. I will prepare while others play, and I will dream while others merely wish. 
I am wired to conquer circumstances. Saul, well, that sounds a little heady. No, I'm confessing the word of God over my life is what I'm doing. Do I really feel, I didn't feel that way about myself 30 years ago, but this is how I, this is how I feel about myself now. Well, that's, just, that's why some people think I'm cocky. I'm not cocky, I'm just convinced. I'm wired to conquer circumstances, solve problems, and attain goals, though I must be brave enough to do so creatively. Any defeat that I suffer will only be an installment on my future victory, knowing that any victory only buys me an admission ticket to a more challenging opportunity. Worry, doubt, and fear are my enemies. Faith, hope, and love are my companions, and patience is my armor bearer. I am more than involved. I am committed to a life of Christ living in me. Today, after I pray for rain, I will carry an umbrella, knowing that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You read that once or twice a day when you're having a bad day, and you say, wow, God's, uh, wait a second, why am I so blue? Uh, my daughter had her declarations when she was growing up. Every night we would do her declarations before she would go to bed. She's doing the same with her kids. I asked, I said, uh, Hannah, send me an audio recording of Davina's declaration for today. And so I have it here for you. This is Davina's uh, dec- declaration. Um, I am strong, I am powerful, I am beautiful, and I am smart. But most of all, I love Jesus. That's all you need. Oh, that's so sweet. No, that's powerful, ladies and gentlemen. That's a world changer being born. And if you don't have that in you, find it, please. Please, please graduate from caterpillar to butterfly and renew your mind in 2023. Happy Renew Year. Stand with me. Now you have a choice, right? You have a choice now. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do? Here's what you're going to do. You'll fail. Just like me. (laughs) Right? But when you know the word of God, you have this hidden in your heart. Failure is temporary. Failure is not a life circumstance. It's not who you are meant to be. You're going to come out the backside of this thing. It's going to be okay. God's going to help you. You're going to be a winner. You're not going to lose. Keep your eyes on Jesus this year. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. His righteousness, all that other stuff, it begins just to go falls in place but it does not listen to me it doesn't happen overnight you're gonna go oh I, I, I want I want that write that down for me pastor that's gonna be mine no write your own write your own this is who I am this is what I believe and I will not be dissuaded God with God before me who could be against oh man and everything you do will not succeed because the wheels will fall off some of that stuff so you learn your lessons because any failure that I have is only an installment on my future victory. So I value failures as an installment on my victory. See, this is, it's a mind shift. It's how you think up here about that. Oh, that was a failure, therefore I'm a failure and I'm gonna stop trying. No, stop thinking like that. 
All those things that I said that you are, you can download them on the Facebook page, but sit down and figure out who you are. You're a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. He's with you and he'll see you through whatever circumstance you're going through. Lord, thank you that you have given us the ability to renew, to restore, to transform our own mind. It's interesting that you don't tell, say that you'll do it for us. You tell us to do it. And so that's our commitment today. To renew our mind, to put our mind on you. To walk with you, to talk with you, to listen to you, hear your voice. Never be dissuaded as who we are, a child of the Most High God. If that's not you this morning and you need to give your life to Jesus, this brand new first of the year, Sunday, just raise your hand with me. And those of you that are making a recommitment, maybe you served the Lord for 30 years and you just want to raise your hand with me. I raise my hand almost every day. God, I am helpless, but I need you. See, that's the power of an upraised hand in a classroom, right? It means two things. Number one, I know the answer. Or number two, I got a question. And you can have them both at the same time. Father, here we are, both hands raised. Lots of questions, but we know who the answer is. You are. Thank you, Father, for this brand new year. May it be one filled, filled with blessings, filled with increase, filled with restored relationships, filled with increase, breaking a spirit of poverty, walking in newness of life. Give them new eyes to see, Lord, as they walk out of this building today with fresh hope that you have never left them and you never will. Thank you for your presence. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships. Oh,